everyone. Welcome to CTC and thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. I'm Lynn Poindexter and you're watching the three before. Inventory is not one of the most exciting things to have to tackle, but as a part of our disaffiliation agreement, we were asked to provide an inventory of everything at both campuses. Over the two weekends we did this, we were blessed to have 37 people who came and served. We are so grateful for the resources God has given us to do ministry and grateful to those who came and helped us to document those things. As fall approaches and school begins again, we are planning an exciting day of fun and fellowship. On Sunday, September 17th at 12.30 p.m. at the Bear Campus, we will host a community day picnic. This will be a great opportunity for you to invite someone to church and join us afterwards for the picnic. The church is providing all the food and games. For our Ellesmere campus family, we will be providing transportation to Bear after the 11 a.m. service. To register, you can scan the QR code on the card at your seat or visit events. We have many different life groups that include Bible study, meals, fellowship, and fun activities. Some run all year and some are short term. Beginning on Monday, September 11th at 6 p.m. and continuing for four weeks, there will be a women's line dancing group in the gym at the Bear Campus. It is for women 16 and up. Wear comfortable clothes and shoes and be ready for some fun and fellowship. To learn more, contact Gwen Harris Montague at gmontague at ctcde.church. Thanks for being here today. You can find more information about all of our events by going to ctcde.church. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. As we worship together today, our prayer is that you be feeling encouraged and closer to God than ever. Please let us know if there's anything you need while you're here. Now, let's get ready to worship. Good morning. Welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? The psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Can we stand together and sing about the joy that there is in being in the house of the Lord? Shout out your 
today for the joy that there is in being together in your presence. At the beginning, we said that the psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. The psalmist also said, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. When we think about where we have come from, Even if you don't have a dynamic testimony where God saved you out of some life of drugs or alcohol or something else that that makes it a dynamic testimony, and those are great things, but it takes just as much grace from God to help us to live a sheltered little life like I did as a kid growing up in church and, and never really experiencing some of the things that other people have. But it takes just as much grace to keep us from those things as it does to bring us out of those things. And so wherever you are in your journey, whatever your testimony is today, there is a reason to clap your hands, all you people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph because He has won the victory. Amen? God, we thank You today. We thank You today that You fight on our behalf and that You win. And God, You work everything out for good in all of our lives. God, we pray today that your Holy Spirit would move among us. That, Lord, as we worship you, as we bring our praises before you, as we listen to your word, as we fellowship together, as we give ourselves fully to you in worship, that you would be glorified and exalted and lifted up. That's our prayer today, God. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Well, welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. Thanks for being here with us today. If you're in the room, uh, we welcome you. If you're worshiping with us online, thank you so much for taking time to worship with us, whether you're watching us live or uh, at some time later in the future. We pray God's blessing on you and right where you are that the Holy Spirit would come and just minister to you whatever you need from Him today. It, It is great to be in the house of the Lord, right? If you're new today, whether you're here in the room or you're online, we extend a special welcome to you. If you're new and you're here with us, uh, when you leave the building, when you leave the sanctuary, rather, this morning on your left-hand side of the mall is our Connect Central. We encourage you to stop off there. You can pick up a gift that we have for you and uh, meet some people from our church, find out about many of the ministries. In fact, pretty much all of the ministries that we have going on here at CTC, you can find out about those ministries and how you can get involved. Uh, If you're new and you're here, we ask you to, there's a connect card at your table. Uh, If you would just please give us the basic information. We promise not to misuse that. We just want to be able to have a record of your visit and be able to thank you for that. If you're worshiping online and you're new, uh, there's an I'm new here button in the upper right hand corner. Or you can click the button that just most likely popped up in the chat window uh, as we're talking now. Uh, Back to the Connect cards, right where you're seated uh, is that Connect card. And whether you're new or whether you're a regular attender, we ask you to fill that out uh, whenever you worship with us. And that's both here and online. Just to let us know that you're worshiping and uh, so that we can rejoice with you that you're here. Also, you can communicate prayer requests, praise reports uh, to us. Uh, on that card, and as we say every week, that we have groups that meet throughout the week and pray over those needs so we don't just uh, let those go by without praying for them. So if you have a prayer need today that you want to communicate to us, either on behalf of yourself or a family member or a friend or someone you know that just needs a touch from God today, we encourage you to let us know about that. Thank you. Pastor Roger. 
Good morning, everybody. Wonderful to see all of you and welcome online. Glad that you're with us today. And it's a great day to gather together to worship God. Uh, I just want to say again a thank you at Christ the Cornerstone. You know, every church relies on people to get up and participate and do things. And I'm so glad. Yesterday was a was a busy day here at Christ the Cornerstone. We had a men's breakfast on Saturday, uh, yesterday morning. Had 18 guys gathering together at a restaurant. If that's something that that uh, guys that you once 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 a month, third Saturday of of every month, we get together uh, for breakfast. Then we had a, our yard sale giveaway yesterday. A lot of people came and donated things and came and organized it. And we're so grateful for that. And all the things were, were given away. And uh, that's, a, that's a wonderful uh, opportunity for us to minister to others in the community. There were small groups that were meeting here yesterday. Uh, different causes, different, uh, di- different people in different stages of life getting together to pray and encourage each other. And if you're not... Uh, in part of one of those small groups, or if you're not connecting regularly with others, you're missing out on, uh, on growing together uh, in the body of Christ. So I encourage you to do that. I'd like you to, uh, to, to look around at your table or on your seat beside you. And, and would, you, would you pick up this card that says Community Day Picnic and hold it up? Let me see it. I want to see your cards, Community Day Picnic. Thank you very much, those of you who are cooperative. Now take your other hand and pick up another card and hold both of them up. See, I mean, we've got some teachers here. Nice to see you guys cooperating, right? That's good. You guys are good, good students. <laughs> now, do not let these fall out of your hands. I want you to take these home with you. Put them in your back pocket or put them in your purse, whatever you're carrying, because these are your invitations that I want you to take to somebody and say, hey, I would love for you to join us at my church uh, for, for, a, for a picnic on uh, September 17th, right after. Come worship with me and we'll have, we'll have a great meal together. You know what? I need your help. I want to have 400 people gathering under tents in our yard over here. Uh, just gathering together in September. So we don't have 400 people here in the room today, um, and we didn't have 400 people last night. We're not going to have 400 people at the at the next service, but all together we can get 400 people. What, wouldn't that be a great sight to get that many people in our community together? Wouldn't that be a great sight? <laughs> I know, I know you're a little bit more enthusiastic than that, than that, the golf clap. We're not playing golf right, right now, um, but that's, that's good. So, Community Day Picnic, September 17th, great time together to, to invite a neighbor, to invite a family friend, uh, whatever. We're going to have activities for kids, uh, some, some entertainment, and great food together to be the body of Christ and fellowship together. When was the last time you ever saw Christ the Cornerstone? Saturday night service, Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, or Sunday morning at 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. Those who are online, you're invited to, uh, and our Ellesmere campus. We have never, since I've been here, never been together. And since Pastor Paul was here, the, the, the Ellesmere campus didn't exist. So let's all get together and rejoice and celebrate on September 17th. It'll be a great time together. I also want to just thank you for your generosity in all the many ways that you give, your faithfulness to give, uh, to give sacrificially 
to the ministry through Christ the Cornerstone. We make a difference in your life and we make a difference in others' lives. And I thank you for your generosity. Let's read together one of these scriptures that constantly remind us to trust God for all things. So let's read this scripture out loud together. It says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. We trust you, God, so let's give graciously. I just saw Mary here. Mary, wonderful to see you here this morning. We're praise God that you're here with us. And you too, everybody. I know, shouldn't point out anybody and not everybody. I'll start saying, I'm glad you're here, glad you're here, glad you're here. Let's stand together as we continue to worship God this morning and I offer this prayer. Father, we are so grateful that you give yourself to us through Jesus Christ. Lord, we're, we're going to sing. We're going to praise you. We're going to pray. We're going to listen to you, God, and we're going to respond with faithfulness. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for the freedom that you give to us in Jesus Christ. Come, Holy Spirit. Change our hearts this morning as we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. And we thank you, God, that you have invited each of us into the throne room. Lord, today we bring ourselves before you. Jesus is in this room, here right now, here right now, making this place Holy ground, holy
praise you because you are holy. We thank you and we bless your name today because you have invited each of us. Jeremiah says, let us, become, let us come boldly before the throne of grace. He has given us all the opportunity to do that because when Jesus died on the cross, the veil of the temple was split from top to bottom. And no longer did a priest have to go in on your behalf and my behalf to ask for forgiveness of sin. We could come on our own. He's given us all access to that throne room. He's given us all His name. Right? When Jesus, we we had a series several months ago called Greater Things. Jesus told His followers before He left the earth, He said, You see the things that I've done? You'll do even greater things. Why? Because I'm going to the Father. Yeah, come on and give the Lord praise. So we discount the power that we have in us and the authority that Jesus has given us. When in every situation, we know that by His power, we can win. Not because it's our own strength, but because it's the strength and the authority that He gives us to come into that throne room pray for whatever it is that we need. We welcome you, God, today. I've tried so hard to see it. It took me so long to believe it. That you choose someone like me to carry your victory. Perfection could never earn it. You give what we don't deserve, and you take the broken things and raise them to glory. You are my champion. 
in the church misused that power in the past? Oh yeah, they have. Have they misused it on you and me? Oh yeah, they have. But it doesn't diminish the power. I, I, heard, a, I heard this quote a long time ago and it wasn't from anybody famous. And it goes like this. God is always a good God. Sometimes He has lousy representatives. So our choice today is we have the authority that Jesus has given us question is, how will we use it? Will we use it against each other or will we use it against the enemy? And I think the right answer is we'll use it against the enemy. Because that's who we fight against. Amen? That's who we fight against. All all day yesterday, and I still feel this strong sense today, that God wants to deliver someone from something today. I don't know what it is. I don't know who it is. I don't have any kind of word of knowledge about what it is that somebody's going to be delivered from today. But I just know that if we will allow him see the the God we read about in the word the God we've heard about for centuries and centuries is still the same God that we worship today. And so if he did it back then he can do it now. Our problem is and when I say our I mean my 
I hope you know that, that when I, when I say our problem is, I'm not pointing a finger at you. I'm including myself primarily in that. Our problem is we think that there are areas of our lives and our hearts that God doesn't see. Now, if that's what we think, we can deceive ourselves in that way. But God wants you to break down, let down those walls today. Whatever it is, it's holding you back from being fully involved in a relationship with God, fully committed to that. Maybe you don't even know Jesus today. Maybe you're watching us online and you don't even, you've never trusted Jesus before. Before this day is over, before this service is over, before this moment is over, you can ask Jesus to be the Lord of your heart. And God, we pray that you would deliver us today from whatever it is that we need to be delivered from. Because God, we know that you are all-powerful. And we also know, God, that you are the same. You have always been the same and you will always be the same. So we call on you today. I'm calling on the God of Jacob, whose love endures through generations.
prayer in the context of that song. Holy Spirit, come and fill us again. Come and fill me again. God, as we just stand in this moment and think about what we've just asked you to do, God, we know that you are strong enough. We know that you're powerful enough. We know that you love us enough to bring that Holy Spirit into this moment and every moment that we're together. In every moment that we live, Holy Spirit, we're calling on you today. Come and fill us again, we ask. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to invite our children if they'd come and stand down here. And then I want to ask you to do something that we don't always do. I want us to, if you would, be brave enough to just reach out and, and grab the hand of somebody who's near you. And uh, Miss Linda's here. She's going to collect the kids. Uh, and uh, just let's, let's, let's hold on to one another. Uh, we, we just prayed. Thank you. If you're here by yourself and, and you're willing to, to, to take that risk and touch somebody else's hand, I just wish you'd do that. If you're online or if you're watching, just reach out and grab somebody. Where would my wife go? She left. <laughs> She'll be back, baby. Such a powerful time of worship. We, we are the body of Christ. You are Christ's body. And, 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 you, and Christ is as real as the hand that you're holding. And He is with us today. Let's pray and, and bless our children. And Father, Pastor Bill mentioned freedom breaking chains of bondage. And ultimately, Jesus, it's breaking the chain of the bondage of sin and death in our lives. So God, I ask in the name of Jesus Christ that you would release the captives. In the name of Jesus Christ, free those who are under the the bondage of addiction. Free those who are under the bondage of oppression. Free those, God, who who are under the bondage of depression. Release us to live the life that you intend for us to live. And God, we don't know who that is today, but we're, we're standing together as one in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we also ask you to bless these young ones who are with us today. Bless all of our children. May your grace be in their lives in such a way that they are constantly drawn to you. And we thank you. 
for hearing our prayer today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Our series, finding, uh, playing our part, acting out the part that God has for us to play. Isn't it wonderful that God has a purpose for each one of us? None of us, at whatever stage in life, we all have purpose. We've got something to do that is meaningful. That, that meaningful, even even if it's just putting the dirty socks in the laundry thing. That's meaningful. <laughs> Doing the laundry. I'm so grateful that Carolyn does laundry for me. I hate doing laundry. Thank you, Carolyn. And thank you to you for all that you do showing up this morning and being the body of Christ. As we're playing our part, looking in the book of Acts to see how the Holy Spirit equips God's people to do the work that God has for us to do. Do you remember who we've been who we've been meeting in this, again, real people who actually lived, they walked, they talked, they ate, they did all the human functions that you and I do, the nice ones and the dirty ones, <laughs> the nice ones and the not-so-nice ones. We, 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 it all started with the Holy Spirit coming, God giving His Holy Spirit to those who believe in Jesus Christ. That is the power of God in our lives. It is the love of God in our lives. So, once the Holy Spirit was given, we watched Peter have, have, have stronger boldness. He was a bold person to begin with. But Peter was bold. And then we met Barnabas, who was a great encourager. We met Stephen, the servant evangelist, the first one killed for his faith in Jesus Christ. We met Philip, who after Stephen was, was killed, Philip went south and he, he became an evangelist in, in, as well as a servant. Then we jumped to the Saul who became Paul, a murderer killing Christians turned around to follow Jesus. Ananias, who was the first one to meet Saul, the transformed Saul, Having to meet him and, and discover, can I trust this guy? He, he, yesterday, he was searching to kill me. And today, I'm supposed to pray for him to be healed? Can I trust him? Ananias. Real questions. Real people. Tabitha died. Peter prayed. She comes to life. Aeneas. Sick for many, many years. Healed of his illness. Cornelius, a Roman soldier, sees a vision of a man named Peter coming to tell him about Jesus. 
Peter sees the vision of a man named Cornelius asking him to come tell him about Jesus. It happens. He comes. Cornelius trusts in Jesus. A Roman soldier. Rhoda. Slave girl. Little girl. Just doing her part. The first one to open the door after Peter has been miraculously freed from prison. We just sang that amazing song. Powerful song. We open our mouths and miracles start to happen in the name of Jesus Christ. God has a plan for you to do that. Trust it. Follow it. Believe it. Act upon it. Today we get to this woman named Lydia who believes in Jesus because of Paul's testimony about who Jesus is. Let's look at this story. Lydia, Acts chapter 16, just verses 13 through 15. It was a Sabbath day. We, Paul and Silas, we haven't talked about Silas, but Paul chose a companion named Silas to travel with him to tell others in other places about the good news of Jesus. And on a Sabbath, they went a little way outside the city to a riverbank. What city? city of Philippi, Greece, Turkey today. Where we thought people would be meeting for prayer. And we sat down to speak with some women who had gathered there. One of them was Lydia from Thyatira, a merchant of expensive purple cloth. She worshipped God. As she listened to us, the Lord opened her heart and she accepted what Paul was saying. She and her household were baptized. And she asked us to be her guests If you agree that I am a true believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my home. And she urged us. Get that? She urged us. How long? Until we agreed. One of the things I remember about the southern hospitality when I lived in, in South Georgia Carolyn and I were married down there. It, it took me a long time. When you go to somebody's house in South Georgia and you're there for dinner, they fill your glass with sweet tea. And as you drink it, it's courteous to keep filling your glass. I was taught to eat all my food. So whenever the host filled my glass, I was supposed to empty it. Every time I emptied it, She'd fill it back up. (laughs) I couldn't leave the glass empty. That was rude. So I kept, I got sick of tea. (laughs) Until finally I realized, okay, she's going to win. The host is is going to win. And I'm supposed to leave the table with my glass full because she's being a perfect host. Lydia urged until they complied. You ever met somebody like that? I have. Let's talk about who Lydia is. Lydia is a hard-working, successful business 
woman. Let that sink in. How many thousand years ago was this? In what culture? And the message of Jesus Christ is coming to her. She's a hard-working businesswoman in what is today modern Turkey. She was a seller of purple fabrics. Now let's, let's think about business. You know, we have this saying, you may not want to know where your sausage comes from. Right? It's not a pretty process. This purple fabric that we take for granted. Anybody wearing purple today? Maybe some of us are. This purple dye was literally, and the fabric was literally in those days, worth its weight in gold. That's not an expression. An ounce of gold. If you have an ounce of gold, it's the same value as an ounce of purple cloth. But think about this. How much of your body is purple cloth going to cover? An ounce of purple cloth. Not going to cover a whole lot on my body. (laughs) I'm going to need a lot of ounces of purple cloth in order to cover this body. And if I'm going to cover my body with gold, I better have some resources. Who do you think, if we think about selling this kind of commodity to other people, who am I going to go to? How am I going to act when I go to them? What, what, you know, she is, she is the Rolls Royce salesperson today. She's not knocking on my door. She's a successful business woman. She's a tough woman. Let me tell you a little bit about the, the purple dye industry. I, I, I found a description of what, what was required to, to get, just, just to get, not even get the color into the fabric, but just to get the dye. The dye, the pigment of this color purple, comes from snails. A particular kind of snail. Not the whole snail. You know, we all see slugs. Carolyn will hardly walk through the doorway if there's a slug crawling on the sidewalk. I said, just go over it. Ew. Just, just ignore it. Just get over it. We see these. They're all over Delaware. These snails contained some kind of mucus or excretion that came out of a gland in the snail that had this pigment in it that made this color purple. It took 10,000 snails to get a little bit of this color for your fabric. It took hundreds, millions of snails. They had to extract the pigment out of the gland of that snail. Who wants that job? I don't know where that gland is in the snail. It's at the tail end of it. That's what I've read. (laughs) Doesn't sound like a nice job, does it? Lydia 
was at the other end of this industry. But if she's that successful, like any good salesperson today trying to get you, they know their product. So Lydia probably is, is at every place in this manufacturing. She can go to the king, she can go to the queen, and she can, she can testify that this is royal purple. She knows where it came from. She knows how it got there. And, she's, and this is the description that I read. The snail's glands that produce the excretion are removed from the snail. <laughs> They're placed in a lead vessel and covered with salt. The mixture is ground together. Salt and, for lack of a better term, snail parts. <laughs> parts are parts. And that is allowed to sit for three days. And this is the recipe. And it's a yellow-brown suspension that was then diluted with water and urine. Yep. I like this part. And then heated gently for ten days. <laughs> Make sure it's on gentle cycle. <laughs> okay, next part. As it's heated gently for ten days, meat particles and fat rise to the surface of that lead vessel. And then you scrape that off and throw it away. Ew. After ten days, the volume of that has reduced to about one-tenth the original size. And now, add some more urine and some honey to produce a satisfactory viscosity. <laughs> I don't know what sat what's satisfactory about any of this, <laughs> but it's got to be the right viscosity, the right thickness, like oil. Continue heating. All right, that's enough. That was Lydia's business. She was at the selling end of it. Would you like to be at the other end of it? <laughs> and, and, and the smell in the area where this color purple is, is created. You, you, you don't want to be there. Well, Carolyn grew up in southern Delaware going to an elementary school that was next door to a, a chicken farm. Some of you remember that, what that's like. And there was no air conditioning back in the... Years. <laughs> it smelled. That was Lydia's business. Just a reminder that the people that we're looking at in the book of Acts are real people. They lived life. I'm so glad I was born when I was born. I mean, yes, we have inconveniences today. 
and we have pain, we have to deal with pain. That's a life, that's a life experience to deal with pain. We've got to deal with it. But we don't have to do what they had to do. You, you go to the store and you're grateful to be able to buy some purple, which is created by uh, synthetic materials these, these days. Probably none of us has enough money to, to, to buy this kind of purple that would come from these snails, whatever. Lydia was the seller of purple. She was a tough woman. She was a businesswoman. She knew how to sell. She knew how to get the product. She knew how to deal with her employees. Get this. She, scholars say she was likely either divorced or widowed. We know that she was not a Jew, but she had a, a vast household of people, which could have included her employees. Her, her vats of snail parts. <laughs> Tough woman. Don't mess with Lydia. She worshipped God, the Bible tells us. Know anybody like that? I am so grateful for the people in this world who have the guts to do the most difficult jobs and they love God and as they do it. What an amazing thing. Do not separate your work from your faith. Your, your, your faith has to be in your work. Don't pretend to be somebody at work and then somebody at church. You can't handle that kind of dichotomy for long. You've got to have integrity, whatever you do. And I'm so grateful for those who, who, who I'm, I was called to, to, my work is inside the church. Thank you, God, for that. But I admire you who go to the schools, who go to the factories, who go to the, the banks. You, you, you have more contact with the rest of the world than I do. That's why God has called the church to be the body of Christ in the world. I'm inside the church. And I, I admire you for being faithful in what you do and how you do it. Thank you for that. Lydia was a God-fearing woman, but she did not know Jesus. She never heard about Jesus. She was worshiping the God of the Jews. She was following the laws that God had given to Moses. She was offering uh, sacrifices for the forgiveness of her sins. But she was not Jewish. But she, she, there was something about what the Jewish people were doing that she recognized she needed. And here comes this man, Paul, along with his companion, Silas. And they tell her, let me tell you, you're waiting for the Messiah. He has come. It's Jesus. This is how I know Jesus is the Messiah. He is God's Son who was sent by God, lived life, died on the cross, the sacrificial Lamb, to forgive my sins, to forgive your sins, who gives us the hope of everlasting life. 
I don't know if Paul said these words to her or not, but Paul says these words in the in Philippians. Uh-oh, I shouldn't do that off the cuff, Pastor Vaughn, because I forget where, where I am in the Bible. Second, First Corinthians, Second Corinthians, five seventeen. The those who have their faith in Christ, the old is gone, the new has come. This is what Jesus tells us. The good news that Jesus gives to us. She listened to God. She listened to Paul telling her about this man, Jesus. She didn't just hear what Paul had to say. You know, there are times when Carolyn says, <laughs> says to me, do you hear me? I said, yeah, I hear you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you're not listening. <laughs> Amen. Come on. <laughs> we all know what that's like. Lydia listened. She, she paid attention to it. There are times when I'm talking to people and I think, you're not, you're not getting what I'm saying. So I'll ask you, would you say back to me what you just heard me say to you? I've been in stores when, in, 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 a, in, a, in, in conflict with somebody trying to get something done and they're answering a question that I didn't ask. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, no, 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 I need, you to, I need to understand what you're hearing from me. So tell me what you heard me say or something like that. Lydia listened Here's the smart, capable businesswoman. She didn't get to that place without paying attention. And now she's before this, this man, Paul, telling her about Jesus, and she pays attention. What's her response? This, it, says she, it says that God opened her heart. Pray that God opens hearts. Part of, part of my doctoral work was trying to answer the question, what causes people to change? What, what, what makes that light switch go off in us? That, that, that one day we're saying, I'm not going to do that. And then another day we'll say, hey, that's the best thing I could do. In my, what, what makes the difference? My doctoral work failed because I still don't have a good answer to that question. <laughs> uh, part of the answer is pain, by the way. And sometimes it takes a very painful experience for us to wake up. So don't run away from pain. Face the pain. Pay attention to the pain. Listen to the pain. And act accordingly. To the pain. You can't deny it. You can't put it away. You've got to act on it. She, God, opened her heart. So pray that God will open your heart when it's time, that God will open other people's hearts in God's timing. And her, having her heart opened by God, she accepted what Peter, or what Paul and Silas were saying. She received it. This, this word in the Greek is a difficult word to translate. Accepted is, is an okay word. And, and it's received. But more than just receive it, she 
acted upon the word that she received from Paul. In other words, it it wasn't just a passive reception of a message. There was action that backed up her reception of the word. She, she acted upon what Paul accordingly. What did she do? She was baptized. That was the outward expression of her believing it and deciding, I'm going to act and trust what Jesus is telling me. Jesus doesn't call us to simply believe. And if we genuinely believe it, we're going to act on it, right? You've heard, you've seen me put the chair up here, put Pastor Vaughn in the chair up here, and I said, you know, put an empty chair up here, and I said, I believe that chair will hold me up. But until I act on that belief, I will never be held up by the chair. Until we act on the truths of Jesus, we will not experience the truths of Jesus. It takes guts, courage, to rely on Jesus and act on Him. She accepted. She paid attention. She responded to her actions followed her belief. She was baptized. Baptism was, is, a, is a cleansing. Here's this woman who takes this, per, this cloth into this vat of disgusting color, pigment, And she plunges the cloth into that. She brings it out and it's changed. That's baptism. So we use the word baptism to to reference the cleansing, the the change, the the forgiveness of our sins, the, the washing away of our sins. But what is left... This word baptism in the Greek, I'm going to say the Greek word because it will sound familiar to the English word. The Greek word is baptizo. Literally, it means to dip. But get this, that word baptizo is also the same word in the Greek referred to the cooking process that we call pickling. So to pickle something is to baptizo. And why do we pickle things? To preserve them. And when we preserve them, what changes in the the fruit or whatever? Just the outside of the fruit? No, the entire thing. From the inside out. And we're glad because we enjoy those pickles. We've got sweet pickles, bread and butter pickles, Dill pickles, sweet gherkins, the little tiny ones, great big fat dills. We've got watermelon rind pickles. We've got pickled beets. We've got pickled eggs. All of it preserved. Pickled pig's feet. <laughs> it, you getting the connection between Pickling and baptizing. And when we are baptized in Christ, we are changed. We are preserved for eternity in Christ. 
We're made new. We come out. Not looking purple, but we come out with the presence of God. Paul someplace talks about giving our lives as a sweet offering unto God. You know, think about that, that, that horrible stench of the fabric, purple fabric, of what it would smell like. But then the process of getting that smell out of it, after they got the color into it, then they had to get the smell out of it. What a process. Lydia accepted she was baptized. Oh, by the way, just after this service, I want us to gather out in the mall area. We're going to have a baptism. Um, Grayson, 11-year-old boy, is going to get baptized. So let's gather back out there after the service. And uh, he's, he's downstairs uh, right now, but we'll, we'll, we'll have a baptism afterwards. Don't tell him we're going to pickle him. Last Thursday, I sent out a I sent out a text message. If I've got your if I've got your cell phone number, uh, and you allow me to send you a text message, and you haven't opted out of it, I asked this question: What about Jesus? Is good news to you? See, Paul and Silas went and proclaimed good news to Lydia. So, what about Jesus? What, what, what do you think Paul said? What about Jesus? Is good news to you? You know, we we get preachy in in what we do. I got some great responses. And and I shared some of those responses in the email that I sent out. And here's one. I'm not going to tell you who who sent this one. We'll just keep them anonymous. But this, I will say this one was a pastor, but not Pastor Vaughn. Wasn't Jonathan either. (laughs) I didn't get a reply from Jonathan. (laughs) <laughs> the Lord cha- this, this person says the Lord changes my day the Lord changes my day as I give the best I have and the best comes back to me he that waters will be watered himself it is so true as we see with Lydia following her conversion she continued being who she was but in a new way that's discipleship That's discipleship. Another person said, Every new day is an opportunity to bask in Jesus' glory and to be improved more in His image. Somebody else said, Jesus gives me a new every day. A new day every day with a new slate knowing my tomorrow will be much better than my yesterday changes everything. Somebody else responded, Good news about Jesus to me is fellow believers. Praying and caring together is awesome. There is strength and joy and belonging. That's why we have our, our life groups. That's why I stand up here and say, Get in a life group. Make sure you've got a group of people that you're connecting with on a regular basis. We have to carry one another. Jesus is good news to me in that I am loved by Him and He calls me His. He changes my day in that whether I act in obedience or not, I am still loved by Him. I am forgiven. 
and given the opportunity to repent. When I thank Jesus for watching over me, he calms me, he smiles, and says, you're welcome. (laughs) You see the intimate relationship that people are having with Jesus. They're not quoting scriptures. They're giving testimony of their own experience of Jesus. Because Jesus is real. And you can trust him. This person wrote, in the mundane and in the extraordinary, he gives me the strength to do the tasks he's placed before me. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, help me do this task today. We all have tasks that challenge us, that are are more than we think we can do. And we need Jesus to be with us. I want us to pray now. Just like they gathered at the riverside for prayer, we need to be in prayer together too. Lydia influenced influencers. She was this powerful woman. And her act of getting baptized, do do you think she forced her household to be baptized? And by household, remember I said she was either divorced or or widowed. We don't know. But in those days, your household included everybody who, who participated in your household. The servants, the laborers. She had influence probably over 10, 50, maybe even hundreds of people. And her decision to be baptized influenced them. Are you willing for your influence to others to lead others to Christ. Jesus wants to do that in our lives. She influenced the influencers. So who will you meet this week? Who's who's on your schedule? <laughs> if you want to pick out, maybe the Lord's putting somebody in in mind. And how will you share the good news? Of Jesus, what Jesus is, how Jesus is good news to you with them. Think they'll listen with attention, respond with action, decide to follow Jesus, learn his ways, act as Jesus teach, taught. That wasn't a good word. I gotta go back to school. Sorry, teacher. <laughs> act as Jesus taught. As we pray this morning, you have an opportunity, as Pastor Bill said, to trust in Jesus as Lydia trusted in Jesus. Maybe you believe there is a God. Maybe you don't. But you have an opportunity to say, Jesus, I'm going to act on my belief. I trust in you. Maybe you've been a Christian for a long time and God's saying, I want you to tell so-and-so about me. You need to say, okay, God, this week I will do that with so-and-so. Let's stand together as we pray and as, as the team comes and leads us in song. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for Lydia. 
and for her testimony, her willingness to open herself to you, to listen intently to the message of good news of Jesus. Help us, Jesus, to have faith too, to say to you, Jesus, I trust in you with my whole life. Lord, we already sang the song. God, we need you now. We need you now, God. Come, Holy Spirit, and speak to us as we, as we, as we pray to you. If you want to come here to the kneel at the platform area to, to pray, I invite you to do that. If you want somebody to pray with you, I invite you to meet them at the prayer stations in the corners of the room. You pray online. Ask somebody to pray with you. Let's take time to pray this morning as they did. God, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.
commitment to you is that we will dive in with you and go deep. That analogy about baptism. God, we want to be, Lord, we want to be in over our heads, so to speak, in terms of your water. We need you to wash us clean. We need you to set our feet on a straight path. So, Lord, today, by the power of your Holy Spirit, we pray that as we go, we pray that you would encourage us and empower us to live in your name, by your strength, in the authority that you've given us, in the role that you've called us to play in the kingdom of God. We thank you, Lord, for that. Go with us now, we pray. I don't know if you remember back in, if you followed Christian music back in the 90s, Stephen Curtis Chapman was a popular Christian artist and he had a song and the chorus to the song went I'm diving in I'm going deep in over my head I want to be caught in the rush lost in the flow in over my head I want to go that's how God wants us to live that's the life that he's called us to live and he will empower us with the strength of the Holy Spirit to do that. God bless you. Thank you for worshiping with us. Have a great week. The altars are still open. Prayer stations are still open. Folks are still available to pray with you online for several more minutes. God bless you. Thank you.